I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we, we got the kickoff camp's kindness. Um, we're here at uh, Children's Hospital. Um, TJY came out and helped support it, but uh, we got to go in their studio and uh, do uh, what's in the box. But, uh, you know, it's just about just trying to interact with uh, some of the patients here, uh, making sure we can give back, and it's a heck of a way to kick off camps kind of. I think it just, you know, I wanted to be something um, together, and I wanted it to be uh, something we, we can continue to work on. Um, and, you know, hopefully I set the example so others will follow. Um, you know, whether it's a camps kindness or a TJ's kindness or whoever, uh, anyone's capable of giving back. Anyone's capable of helping out. Um, you know, this is the time to, you know, make others smile, make others, um, you know, pick up others up, uh, and help others in the community. And, you know, I know this is just the first day of it, but uh, we're off to a good start. Don't you love it, though? There's Captain Cam standing outside Children's Hospital. You got the horns blaring. You got all kinds of commotion around him. But in the midst of the season going on, Captain Cam, he's got the kindness week. Think about it. Cam is giving back to the community with a different act of kindness each day, all week long, building up to Sunday's 1 p.m. Uh, kickoff against the Jets and Max. I think his final act of kindness would be to the uh, public here in, in Pittsburgh and say, uh, let's go beat the Jets too, huh? But I think it's, it's a marvelous thing for Captain Cam to be doing. No, it's always tremendous, Wolf, uh, when guys can give back and and find different ways, you know, to just show the community how much you care about them and and you appreciate the care that, and love that they give towards you as well, right? I mean, yes. it's it's a two-way street and and I think it's just tremendous, you know, the amount of ph- philanthropy that that the Steelers organization and players have, um, you know, is something that we've all been involved with and still do. We still carry that heart to serve um, in, in all of us. And that's, that, that's a beautiful thing when, when you can see players in the midst of a season, you know, taking time 
where you know you're just you're like you know what it's it's more than just me right I mean yes. for me it's Sunday but for more than that if I if I have time and I can change somebody's attitude in the day if I can make somebody smile if mm. I can make something a little bit easier for someone. I, you know, being willing and able to do it. And that's just tremendous. I mean, Cam is a fixture in this community. Um, and, and he just continues to, to shine. I mean, there's a reason why he's a captain. It's not just for the on the field dominance, but it's the off the field charity. It's the person that's outside of the locker room. And, and Cam is just a tremendous, tremendous human being. He truly is. You know, I was so impressed when I heard about the seven acts of kindness. And it's like he said, anyone's capable of giving back. All right? Anyone's capable of helping out. There's time to make others smile, pick others up, and help others in community. You know, those in need. I mean, think about it. In this day and age, Max, when you have so much going on, there's so much that divides this country to stand up as Captain Cam did there and and say, I'm going to do seven acts of kindness. Well, all of a sudden you got T.J. Watt jumps in. Hey, I want part of that. You know, it is that inherent thing that is is part of the Steelers' locker room culture. When I came here 42 years ago, I'll never forget Mike Webster inviting me along on a, on a, a, a night where he was, uh, was uh, to celebrate and raise funds for those who um, have spina bifida, you know, to – um, it was a, a kind of like a party-like atmosphere for the kids, and it was just a great social interaction with some players and with these kids. And I will never forget the late, great Mike Webster with those ginormous – this guy had hands like catcher's mitts. You know, he grew up on a, on a farm in, in, uh, up in, um, uh, you know, Madison, Wisconsin – not Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Tomahawk, that's where it was. Tomahawk, Wisconsin. He's up there, and he's, like, milking cows with his hands, you know? So he's got these ginormous hands, farmer's hands, strong hands, hands that, you know, back in the day I used to do a little bit of dip with Copenhagen, right? And he'd say, give, yeah. me, a, give me a pinch, right? Well, his pinch would be half the can. He'd take half the yeah, can. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had fingers like sausages, you know? I mean, it was yeah. huge. And to watch Mike Webster pick up one of these little babies that was struck with spina bifida and so gently – Hold that baby. It was just, it was magnificent, Max. And I'll tell you, that those same hands, I remember one, the, some nose tackle from Miami were playing. And, and he came up after the game. He lifted up his shirt, his jersey, and his chest, pack, chest protector. And he goes, hey, he goes, Mike, look at this. And there's fingerprints on his pecs. There's, there's five dots of blue on both pecs where Mike had grabbed and locked out and got his pecs. You know, he, as he had, he'd gotten yeah. skin as well as the chest protector on his shoulder pads. <laughs> and it yeah. were bruised. There were bruises on his chest. I mean, listen, he's from Tomahawk, Wisconsin. What do you expect, Wolf? <laughs> just think about the name. I mean, I mean that just right. lets you know that, that, that that's a tough human being, okay? Uh but I mean, but you're right. I mean, it, it's amazing that individuals that are so strong, forceful, yes. aggressive on the football field can be soft, gentle, kind, and sympathetic. You know, and that right. that's something that's special um, for all of us. You know, and even you know, I remember my time uh, right. in Pittsburgh. You know, whether it was my annual turkey drive or I knew you had participated, you had your own foundational stuff that you did. Yeah. So I, so I, I part, yeah, I partnered with the Pittsburgh Foundation and just started 
started doing stuff right out the gates because I, I w- because that was something that I grew up in. Right. Um, you know, as a kid, my mom would take us to the Salvation Army. Um, and we and we would serve we would serve on the holidays, you know, oh, in the food yeah. line. So I was doing that as a kid, and so you know, just kind of carried over to the Gator Literacy Program when I was in college, and then eventually when I got when I got to the league, I was like, I need to, I, you know, I need to figure out how to do a five hundred one c three, and the easiest one was to go through the Pittsburgh Foundation and create a donor advised fund, and so I was one, I, at the time I was the youngest to start one of those funds. And, you know, and then we, we did our annual turkey drive. Oh, we that's do, awesome. We do annual football camp, which is still going on now in Florida. Wow. And then we do the gridiron game. We did the gridiron gaming with UPMC rehab um, early on. And that was something that I partnered with my wife and uh, UPMC to do to help, uh, to help you know, kids, kids and individuals, adaptive gaming um, things for those with amputees and, and other, other disabilities. So I mean, it's just it's a heart to serve, and you think about you know glimmer of hope with Alan Faneker, yeah, right? They right. carried on to Heath right. Miller, and, and Ryan Clark had had his various charities, and and we just all contributed with each other, you know. We all tried to support each you know, other, support each other, yeah. and and help each other. I mean, you know, think about all the work that Charlie's still doing. Yes, I mean, Charlie from Batch, Batch Packs, the Toy Drive, now having that beautiful community center. Up in Homestead, I mean, it's just it's amazing to see what guys do and the heart that they have, and some of those things that still go on to this day. And so, it's no surprise that when you have those precedents set, you know, and the standard set, you know, guys live up to and exceed that. And Cam's one of those guys that's going above and beyond. And you know, hopefully on Saturday, you know, his act of kindness is is to put the, is to put the Jets down gently, you know. <laughs> Or not gently, either way. That's that's okay. Well, I mean, it won't be gently in the moment, but it should be easy by the end, you know? <laughs> easy peasy, yes. No yeah, you should be it. willing, willing at the end. <laughs> you just wear them down and you, that's it. You know, I, I was so impressed just in listening to what he was doing. The fact that you got T.J. Watt, though, in the midst of, you know, rehabbing and everything else, he's there at, at the Children's, and Cam's got some – uh, a couple of charities called Craig's Closet, and that was named for his father, you know, Ironhead. And that donates yeah. free dress clothes to lower-income teenage boys in the community, which is fantabulous, you know, because it's, yeah. it's, it's really empowering. It's really speaking to the heart of a young man when he goes out for job interviews, things of that nature, you know, that he can dress in a in a manner that is 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 right you know for whatever job he's hoping or you know anything like that in life so just to be able to do it then he's also got the rufus and judy jordan literacy project which provides little free libraries in underserved areas in honor of his uh, maternal grandparents again just another great little thing that moves in the community and i love when he said you know i can set the example and hopefully, you know, some others will follow. Yeah, and 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 that's what you do. That that that's what you that's what you hope can happen. And you know, and that was one of the things that's just tremendous when, you know, whenever Cam's time is done, you know, somebody else on this team, a younger guy, sees that, interacts with Cam, probably goes out and 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 works with Cam during his during his Cam's Kindness Week. Says, you know what, I want to do. Blank, 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 kindness week. I'll take it over once Cam has retired and, you know, keep the torch going. You know, one of the things that right. I was blessed with was that Marquise Pouncey did the Thanksgiving turkey drive with the 
Pittsburgh Community Food Bank mm. um, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I left. And so it's cool when you see the next guys kind of pick up the ball and, and run with it um, and, and, and do their own thing. You know, I know the Pounceys have a huge um, charitable arm back in their hometown of Lakeland. You know, so I just think it's one of those great things. You know, what Willie Colon is still doing with his, his mother's um, – he he has a lupus alliance that he works with for his in name of his mother. We have the Gene the Gene the Gene Davis. Um, uh, oh gosh, Gene Davis Research um, Lupus Research um, Grant. You know, so it's like you just see the guys that continue to do these things. It's pretty it's pretty awesome, and I'm blessed and proud. You know, to know that you know I was a part of that, but you know I'm also a part of you know helping in the community with those guys you know and assistance too and I think a lot of players um in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization you know they make sure that they they, they donate their time you know and and it's something that you should start early right and guys just kind of carry on from that whether it's just it's just volunteering just coming and showing up right right that's, that's the biggest thing just show up just show up and help out that means a lot um, when, when you look at it. And so to continue that is pretty awesome. You know, there, there are so many worthy charitable events and functions, you know, um, in, in Pittsburgh, in this area. And it's just, it's dy- just a dynamic place of people given. Um, and rookies are going to join Cam Thursday at a community cleanup event at the Sheridan Avenue Orchard and Garden on Thursday. And then Friday, it's girls' flag football team. They're invited to the South Side practice facility, and they're going to receive a check to cover equipment costs. I mean, those are just two examples of some of the great acts of kindness that are going on this week. And it, to me, it just it's so heartwarming to know that these guys, these, these terrific athletes, these guys that so many people in the community look up to, they're setting an example of charitable giving and going out of their way to do something in the community, which, as, as Cam said, everyone can do something to put a smile on somebody's face. Everybody can give something of themselves to be able to help, you know, somebody else. It doesn't take a, a foundation. It doesn't take, um, you know, a, a huge amount of, of time and effort. It just takes that willingness to be surrendered to helping somebody. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and I think that's, that's a tremendous thing. I mean, it's just a – Having ha- having some time, right? Being real about that time, right? Not trying to say, "Oh, I'm busy," right. but second is, and then you have a, a heart, a heart to give back to those. And I think it's not hard to find that heart because if you look back in your own life, there's there's somebody there that did something for you, yes, at some point, and they donated the, either their time, their expertise, um, and sometimes e- even monetarily to help further your your life and your career you know i i think about myself as a kid you know i, I had there was a chess there was a chess coach that was sitting at our local community center the callahan community center down the street from where i lived in orlando and you know you just got you know i just walked in this room and there was a gentleman reading a newspaper and had a chessboard out there and you know i asked him what he was doing he mm-hmm. said yeah I'm, I'm here to teach anybody that wants to learn chess i'm like what well, why are, why, why are you here? He's like, because, because it's something that I want to pass on. And that was just the first, that was the first thought that ever came in my mind, understanding that. Wow. And I sat in there and I learned, and he taught me chess. And that was something that, that sparked me from that point forward, that one moment, just this gentleman sitting in the room with a chess board and he was available. 
Yes. And he that's, was pouring That's how it life. starts. You know, that's yeah. the thing, Max. To take the time to pour a little life into somebody else's life. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what we're talking about. You know, one of the things that I love about Chaluch Tunchilk and what was so near and dear to his heart, he uh, he he loved the the uh, Light of Life Rescue Mission. That was his heart and soul. I mean, he just loved to be down there with the guys. He'd be down there uh, just hanging out with, with uh, you know, all these guys that were homeless. Uh, you know, I mean, just – and he, he just wanted to participate in helping them to be able to um, be transformed for, you know, reconciliation, restoration. He used to talk about the graduation, which, you know, at Light of Life, they'll have this graduation thing. And uh, it was it, – he, he used to talk about how moving it was to sit there with family members when these – members of the community had fallen into addiction and all the, the things and, and hit rock bottom who, who they'd gone undergone the program at light of life rescue mission and their lives were transformed by the power of Jesus, you know, and to see these families brought back together and transformed and restored into to family groups, you know, it was just very powerful. And that's the beautiful thing about it, you know, is just being able to pour some life. I remember he told he, He's always going, come on, you got to come down here and you got to, you know, well, I just want you to see it. He goes, you walk through those doors at Light of Life and it'll transform your worldview immediately. You won't walk out with the same sort of thoughts that you had walking in. And I remember I went down on a Thanksgiving day and we were serving, you know, on Thanksgiving day on a cold, wet and snowy uh, Thanksgiving day. And there was a homeless, not just a homeless husband and wife, but two little kids with them who neither one could have been older than eight and it was just heartbreaking to see what they were living virtually on the street and then to be able to set them up with a warm meal and a place to hang out and to be warm and and uh, you know covered in 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 uh, on a stormy day was just everything man it was just incredible and it does it changes your worldview once you get involved in stuff like that it really gives you a difference i don't know it makes a difference in you because you're making a difference in somebody else no, absolutely, and I think that's that 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 is that is the spirit of giving. That is the spirit of being able to go out and touch somebody, and go either beyond yourself or look within yourself and draw from your own experiences, and be able to impart that kindness, that wisdom, that time um, to another, and hopefully, you you change their life for the better after that interaction, right? It's, it's yes. that paying it forward um, mentality that we have to have. No question about it. And if you want further information on it, I'm sure that you, the Steelers' website's carrying something. I saw, I read a great article by Brian Batko in the Post-Gazette, and he lists the whole week long of Cam's seven acts of kindness. I just, I love that. I just think it's so cool to have seven acts of kindness leading up to the game. That's really that's uh, that's really great stuff. So, if if anybody out there wants to get informed of it, I'm sure that you can call the Steelers or somebody. They'll they'll inform you of where he's going to be. But he's each and every day they're doing something. So, great stuff there, Max. And uh, say, Wolf, real fast. Yeah, you can go if you go on Twitter. You can go to at ninety seven Hayward House. Oh, there you go. See, this is what happens when you got a modern day dude like you able to handle the technology. I'm here to I'm here to answer all your technological queries. Um, right. Give that but, out again, brother. Give that out again. 
So go if you go on Twitter, follow at nine seven Hayward H E W W A R D H O U S E Hayward. Brandon, you House. get you said two W's. H E Y. No. Oh, sorry, H E Y W A R D. Thank thank you. Also have a spelling coach here. Well um, Hey, I was yeah. third in my sixth grade spelling bee. Okay, or was out, it six out of three, in my right? Third? Well it was is either the third in my six or six in the third, you know? <laughs> hey, listen. Tomato, tomato. You you made it. You made it, bud. Uh, but if yeah, if you go on Twitter, you can follow Cam Hayward at ninety seven Hayward House and it lists the week and it also lists things that are coming up. So, you know, he already has the first visit up, has a picture up. You also go to Steelers.com. Um, Teresa Varley wrote, a, wrote an article about it as well. Oh, there so, you go. yeah, if you want to get in on the kindness, you want to be a part of the kindness, <laughs> or you want to receive the kindness, uh, it is there. Cam will be out and about in the community um, all week spreading his kindness week. So it's pretty, pretty tremendous. But, um, you know, we're going to take a break right now. And we're going to uh, kindly step away. We're going to kindly step away during kindness. <laughs> with an <week>. act of kindness. <laughs> with, with our own act of kindness, <laughs> meaning allowing our advertisers to do what they do. But I do want to make sure I make mention that you subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports, is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop today and every Tuesday and also on Thursday. Subscribe today and you can catch those Everywhere, Steelers Mobile, iHeart, and wherever else you podcast. So what is it, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, I don't even know all of them, but they're all out there. You can find them. T- type in your browser. It's all good. But uh, when we come back, I, I, you know, I want to go over, since, uh, since we can't have hosts, uh, guests on still, I want to go through a little bit of the perusal files of the, of the historian himself, Bob Labriola, when we come back here on – in the locker room, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas here on ESPN and SNR Radio with his helmet on, <laughs> shirtless, <laughs> and sometimes even even lessless. Yes, um, and and he idea. and he and, and he would dribble a soccer ball around around the room when the reporters were in there, <laughs> and he and he would and he would he would tap the ball to like the reporters. <laughs> And then, and of course, he would always pick the person who had their back to him that didn't know he was coming. Right. And then, and then he, and then they would turn around. And he'd be like, "Come on, kick me the ball." He'd have his gloves on and his helmet, <laughs> and he's sitting there. And they toss the ball back to him. He'd act like a goalie, react like jump on the ground and like catch the ball, and, oh, and he'd roll man. over. It was just, it was, it was so awkward. But oh. yeah, no, no. Listen, for every generation, there's always somebody. If, if if there is a serious moment, we're gonna figure out a way to cut the tension. <laughs> One of the funniest things I ever experienced in, in your locker room down there on the south side was um, I was interviewing somebody, and so I'm looking at the camera, and I'm holding the mic, and we're both looking at the camera. And out of the corner of my eye, I just happened to catch a little bit of somebody coming out of the shower, right? So as yeah. somebody's walking, you know, you know, somebody's walking behind you, and all of a sudden, after a couple moments, I see the, the camera light that's on the camera. It's like bobbing up and down and i realize the camera guy is laughing okay there's something going on and i turn around and look and casey his locker was behind us whoever i was interviewing and he stood up and he, he's buck naked and he's pretending to reach up and grab like his shoulder pads off the top of the locker you know? 
Yeah. And it's it's it was it was it was hilariously awful. You know what I mean? It's like cut. Yeah. Cut. We can't. Okay, that's done. Can't yeah. do that. <laughs> it's it's all it's too, just, too 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 much rump roast. Yeah. Too much rump roast on the camera. Sorry, guys. That's that's exactly what the problem was. Oh my goodness. Casey too much was too beef. much. Too uh, much beef. Too much meat on the hook. You better believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Now that no. I've completely discombobulated your segment here. Yeah, no, 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 no. The segment is still saved, Wolf. No, oh, ne- ne- never, never worry. There is never a lost moment. But you know, we always have the famous historian Bob Labriola. Um, you know, who 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 always does his his weekly asked and answered segment. Oh, love that. And I think I think it's just awesome what he does. You know, also Bob does the uh, the Mike Tomlin game day podcast as well. He's the host of that. He talks with Coach Tomlin and everything. You can get that on every game day. But, um, you know, this is this is a segment on Steelers.com, and he kind of goes through the fan questions. Um, and, of course, Bob has legendary answers, and he is a walking <laughs> encyclopedia. Yes. But, um, you know, I do want to ask you. He, he was posed with this question, um, and I want to get your thoughts on it before I tell you what Bob said and, of course, one of them that I was a part of and I will make my comments about. <laughs> but uh, some, somebody asked the question, about the Pickens catch. Okay. And it was uh, Brian Jenkins from Culpeper, Virginia. He said, I've seen more meaningful catches, but I can't recall seeing a more athletic, amazing, amazing body-contorting catch than the one George Pickens made in the game against the Browns. I know OBJ's catch comes to mind, but in my opinion, Pickens is better. Can you think of a catch in a game that just made your draw drop as much or more than his. Mm. That's rough because there was a lot of great catches all the way going yeah. back. I mean, Heinz Ward had some some terrific catches. I mean, A.B. with the, the helmet catch, you know. I mean, those yes. are all. And what's the greatest catch of all is Franco Harris, you know, yeah, on the mean, immaculate the reception. reception. All right. But yeah. George Pickens, that was – what I loved about it was the fact that, uh, unlike OBJ, I think OBJ jumped straight up in the air in like a jump ball, an alley oop, where this yeah. is he's this guy Pickens is going flat out down the sidelines. Remember, he's this guy's capable of low four fours. Okay, so he's he's hauling pretty good, and to twist your uh, gum, gumby size yourself around with that one handed, it was magnificent. I don't know how else to quantify that in you know in Steeler history or NFL history but it certainly was one of the great catches that uh you know receivers have made out there no I I agree you know being there for the uh the helmet catch for AB is definitely one of them for me but I I would say I would say Santonio's catch in the corner of the end zone oh that was huge was yeah, because that was amazing body control and contortion to have yourself literally out of bounds except for your two your two cleats mm. toes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and you have a guy on you as well. So that's where I say, you know what? That one is pretty uh pretty fantabulous and pretty crazy as well. But um, you know, Bob also talks about, you know, and obviously I would know this i wasn't alive then um <laughs> because you are a younger man that's why yeah i i i am a younger man but mm-hmm. he talks about super bowl 10 
And he said Swan was running parallel to the sideline when he oh, went yeah. high to snag a pass from Terry Bradshaw and then adjust his body down in the air to come down with both feet in bounds. Um, and then, of course, he talks about the one where Swan tipped the ball to himself and caught it, um, being two. And then he also referenced uh, Tone's catch in the end zone um, as his options. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But I will say this uh, to our to our fan faithful out there listening in the locker room. If you have one that you can think of that you want to do, go ahead and send it over to me at Twitter at, at MaxStark78, and I would love to hear it. And then, you know, if we catch it before the end of the show, I'll try and make sure we, we circle back to talk about that, get some Twitter responses out there. But, um, but yeah, it, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's, it's fun to hear the different moments that people had because I think another one was um, – I don't know if you read through this – um, article wolf but it was talking about the blackout rule oh yeah back in the day yeah and you know one guy john stasco talks about you know how he lived in johnstown and it was the blackout reached all the way up to johnstown right right and they had to go they had to go to the motel strip in bedford <laughs> yeah yes and pile in and, and watch the game there in this little motel room and they said when the Immaculate Reception happened, <coughs> they saw it, everybody piled out the door to look out and look down the street. And they saw all the other Steeler fans pile out the door and just absolutely just have a ruckus time believing that, you know, this happened, this moment happened. And everybody was there and you see people just filing out and just cheering. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, and I'm glad the NFL's changed that blackout rule um, since then, because yeah, you you want to make sure that you're getting that content out there, because um, you don't want to miss historical moments just like the Immaculate Reception out in this world. You know what's so funny, Max? There's two places that I just I you, you hear two points in time of people saying, "Yeah, I was there." Woodstock and the Immaculate Reception. And if if yeah. it, if I if if it was to be believed, all the people I've heard that. I think it would be like uh, a million people. <laughs> you know? oh, it's like it's like everyone, oh yeah, I I saw the Immaculate Reception. Oh yeah, I, on my way to Woodstock or something. I watched it. Well, yeah, I mean it was like it's crazy. All these people that say I was either at Woodstock and or I saw the Immaculate Reception, and it's just it's a fu- it's a funny thing to me. But it's great, and, and it makes for great conjecture and, and a lot of laughs uh, personally. But yeah, the NFL. They changed their blackout rule. I think that was when did they do that? That was a uh, few. That was after, a number after. Well, it was after the '72 season, but okay. then more recently because well, they changed it from uh, the uh, being blackouts if it just wasn't sold out when they made the decision to air the game, but it then went to 72 hours prior to the game starting. If it was sold out, they would lift the blackout to now. Um, they, they they don't they don't black the games out, um, because you want to have more opportunities for television partners to have content to broadcast, and let's face it, it makes more money to go into the player pool, um, so you can increase salary caps, so you can pay guys to stay with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just made more sense. I mean, why, why would yes. you why would you cut games out already on a on a on a limited schedule? 
Like when we think back on it, it's like it was a very arbitrary rule. It's like, oh, it hurts ticket sales. But I'm like, but listen, if people want to watch the game, you want them to consume it however they can, right? I mean, I want to get you, I want to get eyeballs on it. Doesn't matter if they're just in the stadium, but if people are watching around the country, and especially in, in your local market, you want to make sure that they're still tuning in. They're still turning the TVs to that channel because all those numbers matter. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, for whatever reason, you've just kind of stimulated my gourd, a memory. I think it was my second year in the league. We were playing at Three Rivers, and um, for whatever reason, uh, somebody is part of their one of the promotions they did with a local car dealership. They had parked a car in the back of the end zone at Three Rivers, you know, out of bounds and like five or eight, ten yards behind the end zone. I can't remember which. But I remember a bomb going to, to Lynn Swan. And he, he caught that thing at a dead run going into the end zone uh, out, and out the back of the end zone. He jumped over the the front end of the car. I mean, it was unbelievable that he didn't get wiped out on the thing. You know, and I think that was the last time anybody parked a car on the back side of an end zone. But it just it just remained a great catch. But even more than a great catch was a great get out of the – without creaming yourself on some Cadillac sitting behind the end zone in the – in the stadium there that was yeah. an unbelievable catch and run by lynn yeah no i mean that, that that's hilarious but i mean obviously it did not stop zeke elliott from finding the uh whatever that that cauldron the salvation army cauldron when he, <laughs> yeah, the end zone right. and he just then he jumped in the cauldron and then like peeked his head out that yeah. was i mean so that so you know funny. listen if there is a prop a player will use it to some degree that's, that's what we have learned that's you know, very eliminate Eliminate the props uh, that are available uh, to guys. Just just put fans in there. Let's just move the let's just move the stands a little bit closer so that you don't have that free space and that free real estate. We could put a banner up easier than we could put a car now. <laughs> no question about it. All right, let's take a break. To hit or not to hit? That was the question to Chuksakora for. We'll tell you what we think about it when we come back and more right here, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so the question is, does Chooks pull the trigger or not? First of all, let me just put this out here, and we want to set the table this, Max. You know, the thing about it is nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. Absolutely not. But Chooks came out on that one play when Jalen Warren ran, and he was called for being down the field a little early when Jalen went 34, 37 yards, whatever it was on that, uh, you know, the pitch. You know, and, and he had a great hit on Walker. Walker went down. All right, and then Chooks flopped on him. All right, now, to be clear and be factual, Chooks didn't pull Walker's helmet off and hit him. Am I right about that? Correct. Okay. He didn't stomp him in the groin, did he? I didn't see that. Did you? No, I no. did not. Uh, he didn't spear him, and he didn't choke him. I'm, are we are we factual on that, Correct. Max? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, we are factual. And on then that. he didn't punch him, and he didn't even puke on him, which are all things that I've seen as a player and broadcaster just in this rivalry alone. Okay. Not any other teams, just Steelers, Browns. Okay. So when yeah. we start talking about 
Uh, this is incredibly, you know, a horrible cheap shot. I don't see that. I see a heartbeat of decision when a guy goes down, and you don't want him sitting up and making a play. I have seen guys get knocked down, roll over, and then sit back up and make a play because the game, the play came right over him. Right? He reaches out yeah. and gets a hand up. You know, I you don't know these. Everybody's watching that that aftermath when he flopped on Anthony Walker, and again, nobody wants to see anybody hurt. But when he flopped on him, he just flopped on him and covered him. He didn't do anything other than that. Yeah. No. I mean, and that's the thing. You're just covering a guy up. You knock a guy down, especially in like pass pro situations, right? I mean, right. It, you know, if a guy goes to the ground, you cover him up. You flop on top of him, and you kind of. Do the do 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 the Superman? Yeah. You know, you gotta spread eagle over them to make sure that they can't get back up, so that they're neutralized out of the play. You want to eliminate, you know, the potential tacklers by one that could possibly stop the play. So, you know, it, I don't feel it was a cheap shot. No. Miles Garrett is already he he's just itchy and ornery anyways. So right. he's always gonna feel some type of way about anything, you know, except for his own vehicle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, hey, that was a cheap shot. I uh, don't mind taking it. But you know, it's just like guys talking, and of course, you're always going to be vehemently, you know, for your teammate. Yes, of right. Course. And you're going to try and come to their aid and defend their honor. <laughs> Man, that what that's 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 something that you can't sit there and say. Everybody has done it in the heat of the moment. That's on offense. Defensive guys obviously aren't trying to cover guys up. But what about when a defensive guy tries to lay on a guy in a two-minute drill oh, yeah. to prevent him from getting up and handing the ball off? Yeah, I mean, we're not calling that a cheaper nasty shot, are we? No, it's it's gamesmanship. I mean, and it, and it, and it's a split decision to do either of those acts. And you know, had he have known Anthony Walker was injured, I don't know if it would have changed much. He still would have laid on top of him to make sure that he was completely out of it, right? Because you don't want a guy, you know, do, doing barrel rolls. To try and get back in the play. <laughs> Absolutely. The log rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you don't you don't want that. So, I mean, it, it's it's the same thing. And I think guys just, you know, make things out of context. And they're looking for any little thing to create a chip or create some type of headline about, oh, my God, this is how dirty. We're always talking about how dirty each other is, right? Yeah. After the fact. You know, oh, this guy did this. Oh, this guy. I'm like, listen. At least he wasn't in a pileup. It might it could have gotten progressively worse oh, had he been yeah. in a pileup. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And again, it's not like Chooks led with knees. He didn't lead with elbows. He didn't do anything other than cover him. And I, I look at it, I, I can tell you, you know, back in the seventies, <laughs> they would have cheered that. All right. In the eighties, they had laughed at it. In the nineties, they wouldn't even acknowledge it. I mean, it was like, eh, yeah, so what? You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I, there is a difference now in the in the new millennium, all right, markedly so, and they're changing. You know, the culture of the big hits started with James Harrison and all those all back then, and they've they've changed things a lot. And okay, good if everybody's well and good with it. And this, in light of what I personally have seen and witnessed and been part of, uh, I don't. I you know, to me, it's it's a whole lot of nothing. You know, I mean, again, most most of the time, guys in a position like that would have gotten speared, really. I mean, because somebody would have stayed in contact trying to nail that walker on the way down, not knowing that he was hurt. Nobody knew he was hurt. That was just a heck of a hit by by Chooks on on Walker. Yeah, here's what it comes down to, Wolf. 
keep your feet. Oh, yeah. If you keep your feet, <laughs> you don't have to worry about yeah. this. But if, if you jump, we dump. If you fall, <laughs> we flop. If you, if you what? Jump, if they we jump, we, oh, yes. we dump. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you got you to gotta dump a guy. Okay, yes. Gotta get his hands you. out of there. Yeah, jump, dump, fall, flop. That's that, just what it is. It is. There's no doubt about that. That that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like the five Ds of dodgeball, just different. <laughs> What's the five Ds of dodgeball? Dip, duck, dodge. Delay. <laughs> And dodge. I don't know. And dodge some I hear, more. I hear, yeah, yeah. No, I, I forgot the five Ds. Uh, you couldn't have been that, very that, good at dodgeball. I mean, you could be good at throwing the ball, but. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Everybody. Listen, I, you'd be amazed how skinny a guy can get in the game of dodgeball, Wolf. <laughs> I mean, you get that little sideways action. Whoop! You know, it, it's definitely know, thin. It's de- it's definitely thinner to the side than it is facing forward. Well, I'm there's just saying. no question about it. But I'm work, I've been working going, on it. Listen, listen. I know I never won a dodgeball game. All right, and I know that you're yeah. much larger than me. <laughs> I mean, my team won. It still counts as me winning. I mean, that's all that matters. Well, how fast true. or how slow I got out is is of consequence, and that's why you ne- that's why you never rush the front line. You know. Oh yeah. Because <clears throat> the the further back you are the tougher the accuracy gets even for a guy my size you know so you got to play the back line and you're all, and you're and you're always playing for the catch right mm-hmm. you're always playing for the catch cuz that's an automatic knockout of the guy so you just and you know I played catcher back in the day so from little league all the way through high school I was a catcher so I had my technique down cuz I knew everybody was eyeing to get me out first cuz I threw with a lot of velocity if that dodgeball hits you yeah <laughs> yeah, just, just, just say this. You're talking about the Mike Webster fingerprints. Oh yeah. There's a there's ball welt marks on body parts when I when I used to throw the dodgeball. <laughs> hey, what'd you make of the the uh, defensive tackle? His name escapes me at the moment. Um, that was arguing with his line coach with the Jets. Oh, Quinnen Williams. Oh yes, Quinnen Williams. Williams. That's, that's yeah. the name with Aaron. Yeah. White. What is the White guy? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's a frustrating. It's a, it's an emotional game, you know. I mean, I think you know guys feeling like they might have saw something and they're justifying their position, or why did you make this call in this situation? This should have been this. Everybody's gonna have an opinion. I mean, just think about this. Not only Quentin Williams, but also Patrick Mahomes with Eric Bieniemy, right, on the right. sidelines right before the half in their game against the Colts. Um, so I mean, emotions just run high. And and we've definitely had those spirited debates on the sidelines, Wolf. Exactly, you've seen, you've seen them. Yes, where yes. a player gets it in a coach's face. I mean, you know, we didn't have as many. I will say with uh, Russ mm-hmm. and with Coogs when I was there. Right, I'm sure the guys with Munchak didn't have that many. No, but we definitely had them with, with Zerline, Coach yeah. Z. <laughs> we definitely had some very spirited debates and may, may have used some gestures and. Sign something that uh, the American Sign Language Association would not be proud of um, <laughs> to describe some things. But I mean, you know, it's just it's in the heat of the moment. You're trying to do everything. You're trying to report back information. You're also trying to make sure that you're helping the team out right. by giving your observations. So it's just it's one of those things. Sometimes, it, you know, the still shot or the moment doesn't quite capture it. Um, fully about the about the context behind it, 
But, I mean, it's just something that, you know, it, it's to be expected. You have that much testosterone going on the sidelines. It, 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 something's going to blow over. It's you know what happen. I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. No doubt And it's men it. doing their job and wanting to be the best at their job. So, I, you know, I can't fault it. But at the same time, it did not look good. And I'm, I'm glad they have the problem and we don't. Yeah, I'm just wondering about it because, you know, the Jets are one and two. Um, they've got some issues that they're trying to work through as well. Uh, but certainly I just found it kind of interesting when you saw that because it just took me back to some of the, you know, the confrontations and, and, and the, the heat in the exchange of things. I remember one time we were playing Cincinnati and uh, we had a wall call and um, Emmanuel King was a 250-pound outside linebacker. And, and the call would put, you know what it's like with the wall, uh, the wall call would put uh, oh, um, Walter Abercrombie, all 185 pounds of him, on, on Emmanuel King, this outside linebacker, right? Uh, and, and thinking your dad is over there somewhere too in this whole wall thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's not yeah. like there's not some other people that are, you know, creating havoc, but you got Emmanuel King coming in and, and he's just blowing up Walter, you know? So Chuck comes yeah. over to Tunch and I are standing there on the sidelines before the next series. And we just had a, a couple of big hits on, you know, the quarterback cause Walter is having some issues picking up Emmanuel King, poor Walter. So Chuck comes over and he goes, we can't do this. That he's he's uh, King is blowing up uh, Walter Abercrombie and put it and Chuck go, or Tunch goes well you got to change the protection it's base and turn you know those are the rules and Chuck goes he but we can't do that and, and Tunch goes either change the protection or change the rules what are we gonna do and Chuck goes just do it he yells at us and walks away and so after about ten seconds he turns to me I look at him and I go I ain't asking him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I ain't exa- going over exactly. there. I'm not going to get another face melt. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. You figure it's this like, one out there, buddy. That's on you. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like just just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> yeah, just get it done. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I got a shovel. Make a garden. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but I need. I don't. The shovel. Well, make it. Make it work. Make, make it, it work. work. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But you know, I mean, but the, and 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 that that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, I can remember, you know, uh, in Super Bowl Forty Five. You know, we were like, we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball. Come on, let's keep running. They can't stop it. BJ Raji can't, you know, can't right. take on a single double team right now, and he can't shed and make a tackle. We need to run, dive. We need to run inside zone right at him. And and I just remember, you know, then that then the uh, Richard play happened. Where he bounced oh, yeah. it to the outside on right. the counter, mm-hmm. and, Clay, and, Clay, and Clay and Clay hit him just perfectly. Yeah, and the ball popped um, out. Clay Matthews yeah. ball popped out, and it was like, oh, no, so much for the run. And we're like, <laughs> we said run in between the tackles. We didn't say run outside. <laughs> and so it was just an argument on the sidelines about that. But absolutely. Uh, but as as we know, hey, it didn't happen in the end. Um, but it's just, it's funny. I mean, human emotions just happen to take the best of all of us. I'm sure people have all had work conflicts, work issues, and you're trying to figure something out with, you know, a subordinate or your management and things can get heated. That's why they have those closed door conversations. Like step in my office. Okay. Awesome. Here, let me close this door. Don't yes. want everybody else being a, a privy to this, but we're good. We're good. We're going to give you that action. Uh, I'm going to let you know what I feel. <laughs> Um, so 
it's just it, it happens. It's emotional. I don't look too much past it. I'm glad it's the Jets, and especially when we're about to see them. I hope we can cause more frustrations and yelling on the sideline as a result. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. Well, it looks so, like a well, wrap up here. By, by yeah, I was, I was about to say. Yeah, we're we're at the top of the hour. So, and of course, with every top of the hour, that is one of the clips of our uh, our podcast is now is now going to be available. For everybody to listen, you know what you could do? You can go, you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio at any time, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. You can hear hour one or the one we're about to go into, the power hour, hour two of this, of this lunch day cast um, right here. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR Radio, and whatever else you may podcastify. We're all of those places. <laughs> we'll see you in a minute. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 